0: There's a link in the show notes, or if you're an Instagram user, just message me, Three Steps. That's the number three, S-T-E-P-S, and I'll send you that link. Let today be the day you get started.
1: But I always say, whatever your passion is about is what you should do. Um, What works for me might not work for somebody else, Um, but definitely YouTube channel right now would be a great way to go.
0: Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast where we hear quilters and other crafters' stories and draw encouragement and even life lessons from them. I'm your host, Susan Smith, coming to you from my quilting studio, Stitched by Susan. This is where my long arm, Lucy, and I spend lots of hours doing freehand edge-to-edge quilting. Now, if you're not a quilter and those terms mean nothing to you, it's basically doodling on a quilt top with a 50-pound pencil with needle and thread attached at high speed. This week, I've been doing a whole lot of live streaming, which in my mind is a gamer's paradise, but it turns out there are lots of quilters who stream too. Now, I'm very much an introvert, so it's been a great surprise to me to find that I thoroughly enjoy doing these interactive broadcasts. In them, I'm usually quilting one full project in real time from beginning to end, so a quilting reality show. All the thread breaks and oopses are included, and viewers are able to ask questions and vote on choices. So it becomes this very satisfying quilting bee sort of event. If you're interested in viewing some, check out my Facebook page or YouTube channel, both called Stitched by Susan. Today, Kimberly Jolly will be joining me for a chat. Kimberly is the genius behind the Fat Quarter Shop, which is your online one-stop source for quilting fabrics, for patterns, cross-stitch supplies, books, and sewing notions of all kinds. So stay tuned. Today's Pins and Needles is brought to you by The Will and Dave Show. Hey, I'm Will. And I'm Dave. We're The Will and Dave Show. A small podcast where we talk about the things that matter to us, whether that's politics or social issues or pop culture.
1: We are on opposite ends of most every discussion we have, and yet at the end, we always find a little bit of common ground. So check us out at
0: www.thewillanddaveshow.com or on YouTube or wherever fine podcasts are found. And now, back to pins and needles with a quick tip for all you sharp quilters out there. Today's tip comes to you courtesy of my good friend Pris. She keeps beside her sewing machine a small tissue box. You know, the ones that are about maybe five inches square and six or so inches tall. She keeps one of those right beside her sewing machine and all of her little thread snips, tiny fabric pieces, all that sort of stuff just gets stuffed into that little box. And Priss's secondary tip is only buy the pretty boxes because why not? And tune in next week for a further tip of what to do with your textile scraps when that box is full. All know I love my coffee. And if you're interested in supporting this podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash by Susan, where for the price of one delicious coffee, you're able to make a one time contribution. This helps me keep batteries in stock for my microphone and enables me to keep bringing you these weekly episodes. Thanks so much for your support, and maybe take a moment now to refill your cup as you settle back to enjoy today's interview. Good morning, Kimberly, and welcome to the podcast. So glad you joined me this morning. Thank you for having me. It is so great to finally meet you. And Kimberly comes from the Fat Quarter shop, which many of you will be familiar with. It's kind of your one-stop shopping place. But I would like to hear more of your personal stories if we could today. Like what is your personal quilting aesthetic or what is it that drives you or maybe even drives you to be an entrepreneur and build your business?
1: Um, I just love quilting and always wanted to sew as a child. And I had taken like one or two classes and I could never make the shorts right. Or, you know, I was just taking like garment classes and I just totally couldn't get it. And so I was literally just driving down the street right after I got out of college, like a year later. And it said, this is a quilt store. And I was like, "Okay, let me go in and try it. And I just kind of got obsessed with it.
0: Well, you know, it does that to all of us, doesn't it? It grabs you and never lets you go. Um, Do you gravitate toward, you know, bold uh, statement quilts or are you like a scrappy, cuddly
1: sort of quilt or where does where does that take you? I like really traditional quilts. My favorite quilts will have a star or a nine patch. Um, I prefer florals, kind of quilts that have stars or that are traditional. So traditional is always my favorite. If it's got a star point, a flying geese, a half square triangle. Um, I don't like anything modern. I like um, really traditional fabrics. I like vintage fabrics, um, but more just kind of middle of the road. And plain Jane is kind of more of what I like rather than a modern.
0: So I have to ask, are you a collector of quilts or do you more just fill your house with things that you've made and created?
1: Oh, I have a couple of quilts from my grandmother. I a lot of them were unfinished when she passed away, so I had several of them quilted to give to her sons and then I have the leftover ones. But mainly the house is just full of quilts I made and kind of the crazy thing is half the time I don't even remember making them because I've made so many and I have no idea where any of them are and so somebody says oh I need this quilt I'm like oh have no idea where that is so at some point I need to make a diary of where what I've made and where it is
0: yeah I think we kind of all feel that way and when you find a good way to do that let me know because I'd way rather spend my time you know making the next quilt (laughs) yeah
1: yeah I think I'm just like too lazy to do it
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it takes time and some people absolutely love that process the journaling you know But not all of us. So you mentioned that you have a couple of your or got a couple of your grandmother's unfinished quilts. Do you come from quilters then? Like, is that a family thing or just your grandmother and you?
1: Just my grandmother. And she really never quilted when I was around because when I was born, she was then a working lady and she didn't have time. But, you know, they were just always around her house, but she never quilted around me or anything.
0: Interesting. And do you know, was she must have been a hand quilter then, because back in mm-hmm. that period of time, there I don't think there was any one machine quilting that I know of, or very few. So Cool. Yeah. Well, how special is that? Did you get to keep any of her quilts, or did you give them all back to her close um, family? i got about
1: three left.
0: That's awesome. That's so sweet. I know I have a couple in my house, too, and I'm kind of proud of the fact that I actually have five generations of quilts created by five generations of, of women, and there's such a continuity in that. I do love that. Okay, so I did learn something brand new about you, and that is that you have a publishing arm of your business. I did not know that, so tell me more.
1: So my first child is named Emma, and when I started quilting, I would get frustrated because there would be these beautiful quilts, and then I would read the instructions and think... I can't follow this. They were all black and white. And it was really kind of selfishly that I did it because I wanted to make cute quilts, but I wanted the instructions to be easy. So I just kind of started it and didn't really know where it was going to take me. And, you know, I have a huge team behind me that's doing most of the work, but you know, I get to work with Lori Holt, uh, all kinds of great authors, uh, Bonnie and Camille Joanna Figueroa, Carrie Nelson, um, Vanessa Gerdson, and I get to publish our own stuff that we make as our team. So it's awesome. But it, I kind of came about it selfishly because I just wanted the the I just wanted to have a color picture and just tell me how many to make. <laughs> That's all I needed.
0: So can I ask then? Because I'm actually not really familiar with your pattern. So when you say color picture. Do they reflect like an actual line of fabrics that are used in making that quilt? Are they that specific? No, they're just solid. It just gives you more of a visual aid Mm -hmm. then. That makes perfect sense to me. There certainly is a um, difference between a pattern that is well-written sequentially And Mm -hmm. and kind of not Um, early on when I was writing patterns, I was talking to a lady who's a knitter and she went to a class about pattern writing and her instructor had them literally sit down and write out instructions for someone to tie their shoes to try to learn how to clearly instruct. So I love that you've taken that into quilting patterns, that that's really important to you. So tell me some more about the Fat Quarter Shop. I know that it is kind of the one-stop place for patterns, for fabric. What else can can we find there?
1: Um, we have all kinds of cross-stitch. We have all kinds of quilt patterns, cross-stitch patterns, any kind of notion that you're looking for, any kind of fabric. We do try to carry, you know, the whole spectrum of colors. We have lots of basic collections and we have lots of notions that we even produce under the it's so Emma line like we have um, some stash in stores that are a really cool way to keep your scissors um, just lots of fun stuff I agree and
0: two I think you have quite a variety of instructional videos mostly on YouTube yes or do you do you produce like uh, DVDs that's kind of not a thing anymore is it
1: really yeah I just do YouTube and I love it um I it took me a long time to kind of warm up to it. But now that we do the live streams, we have a quilting live stream on Fridays and a cross-stitch live stream on Wednesdays. And I've really liked that because I get instant feedback from my customers. And so it actually really helps me buy for the store what people really want. Whereas before I was just guessing. Right. That makes really good
0: sense. And I was wondering if your store, like you were telling me about your personal aesthetic as to quilts and your store seems to reflect that. So do you think that you, that you have that kind of niche market and that's who you're trying to please then? And so this is all kind of working together now to hear what your customers love too?
1: Yeah. I mean, I do try to buy for like the full spectrum, like young to old, modern to non-modern, I try to not gear to just what I like. Do you have favorite, let's say of solids,
0: do you have a particular favorite brand? Because I have certainly not tried all of them and I'd love to know your opinion about solids that are easy to work with or have a great variety of colors or what are some of your favorites?
1: So for a solids, I love the Bella solid. So that's what I use most of the time. But if a collection has like a white on white dot, I will always use that first, Um, just so I don't have to try to color match. But I love color 200 of Bella solid because it's like not white, not cream, and not gray. It's like a combination of the three and it seems to work with bright and just all kinds of fabrics. I love how different
0: quilters seem to find their own personal basics, you know, that just something that expresses the type of quilts that they love. You've obviously found that too. Um, Question two about a new book that is coming out. So it's So Emma releases books as well as patterns, right? You were talking about these various authors that you work with. And I, of course, recognized the lineup. Quite impressive. Um, So some of their books as well. And there's a new one on
1: the horizon. Yeah so our newest one is called scrapbook of Quilts and it's by Carrie Nelson and Joanna Figueroa and it is based on traditional blocks and then Joanna does one version and Carrie does another and so it and it shows you two different the same block two similar designs but very different fabric placement and very different fabric. so that's been a lot of fun to work on. I feel like. That would be an
0: excellent book for someone who's just getting into quilting because it's almost like Quilting 101. You could keep going back to it for fresh ideas, for fresh takes, and it would sort of get your imagination going. Uh, I was watching the trailer of it actually, and the quilts are absolutely stunning. Yeah, they're awesome.
1: And they used all scraps, Um, they didn't use just one collection. And what's great about the book is inside, there's a ton of tips. There was even stuff in the tips that I thought, oh, I didn't even know that. So I even learned a lot about how maybe a different designer will pick fabrics versus how I would pick fabrics.
0: That's awesome. I think one of the beauties of quilting is that there is such a warmth or a community about the people that do it. Have you found that with your shop and with all these kind of... um surrounding services that you offer that you've really got that sense of community
1: yeah i think it's great um we have a facebook group that's called kimberly stitch squad and it's been a great way lots of people have become friends in that and they also have become friends in the youtube chat and it's just a great way to connect and we're all about positivity here so um it's just a positive group That's fantastic. It seems to me like with the
0: pandemic over the last, you know, 16, 18 months that people have really had that increased need for connection and it's been difficult to find. So I feel like online growth has really happened over that period of time. Yeah. Um, You also offer classes. You have people who come in and teach. Is that correct? So is that like a service you offer or
1: um, are you featuring people or how does that work? So on our YouTube channel, we'll have guests that come in and I try to pick guests that are first people have requested or are very popular, but also mainly stuff that I don't know how to do or stuff that I do, but a totally different way than I do it so that when you come to our channel you don't just see me all of the time. Now, obviously, the last year, we haven't had any guests. But, you know, we're hoping to have some come back and start that up again. It's just always great to, even though you might sew one way, see what another person does, try it. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, hey, you tried something new. And, you know, YouTube is great because it's free. And it just reaches, you know, a whole lot of people that you know, you might not ever meet otherwise. Very true. And I have certainly
0: found that the demographic of quilters has tended to be, in general, you know, over 50 or 55. And again, yeah. with the pandemic, that demographic has really learned how to make use of YouTube and on-demand classes online mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. So that's fantastic for our quilting community. Yes. So can we talk more business for just a second? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you, you started the Fat Quarter Shop about the time that your oldest child was born. So you've been having children and toddlers and diapers
1: throughout this whole process? Well, I didn't have kids for about five years after the business started, but I do. I have four children. I have a teenage daughter, and then I have 11-year-old twin boys, and then I have a younger 10-year-old boy. I am all admiration, seriously. Yeah, and and they uh, they will pull the paper off my triangles on a roll paper for chore money, and that is amazing.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Great idea. So, you know, how how has that worked for you? How what are some of the tips maybe you could offer to someone who is an artisan and who wants to be an entrepreneur and start their own business? How do you find that balance between life and work and, and where do you prioritize?
1: Um, you always have to put your family first. I think the key to any business is having hiring really good people and offering great benefits, paying them well. And one thing that my husband and I, because he's in the business with me, are really proud of is we have a lot of people who have worked here sixteen or seventeen years, right from the very beginning. And like for example, yesterday, one of my employees brought her daughter in to see me, and she's twenty one and. Um, she was going to kindergarten when her mom started working for me. So, you know, you just get to see the growth of it. That is definitely something to be proud of.
0: That's that's really awesome. Um, I think that that builds quite a foundation, doesn't it, that will last and last. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have a bright idea, where do you start? Like, do you think people should start with, local businesses and working in local quilt shops and offering classes there, or do you think now is the time to be launching out into working online and YouTube videos and Pinterest and things like that?
1: Um, I always think whatever you're doing, do what you like the best. So I am an introvert by heart. So I don't think I could ever work in a quilt shop because I would be too scared to talk to people. I wouldn't know what to say, Um, but I'm great behind a camera. But in person, I'm super quiet and um, not very outgoing. So for me, an online business is better because I like it better and I can be more productive. But I always say, whatever your passion it about is what you should do. Um, what works for me might not work for somebody else, um, but definitely YouTube channel right now would be a great way to go. That's a really good point, to find your own comfort zone and Mm -hmm. and do the bulk of your work
0: therein. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: can you tell me, and I didn't forewarn you this question was coming, can you tell me what your kind of big life lesson is from quilting? So, I mean, it doesn't have to be huge, but has it been, you know, some self-knowledge you've found or a season of life it's carried you through or some other kind of aha moment that quilting has really meant something to you?
1: Um, I love that I have been making quilts since all of my children are born because when I see a quilt in their room or downstairs, I can remember how old they were when I made it. Was it before they were born after, you know, they get to play with the quilts? Um, And I just love that my home is decorated by stuff that I made. It's not like I'm going to the store and just buying a bunch of stuff. Most of my decoration is quilts on the back of a couch. And so I might have a quilt on the back of my couch I made five years ago. And so it just brings back memories when I see quilts of what I was doing. It could have been 10 years ago. Um, And, you know, when I leave this world one day, guess what? There's going to be like a thousand quilts that somebody is going to have. I'm sure you've um, seen the pictures of, you know, church pews at a
0: memorial service that are just lined with quilts. Yeah, I want to be that lady.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I already have enough for that.
0: That's a beautiful thought, though. It's a bit like a photo album, only in quilts. Your memories Mm -hmm. are very tied. Your stories are very tied to those quilts. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, Kimberly, once again, I thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a pleasure. Any last thoughts for our listeners, or do you want to direct them? You have lots and lots of sites, blogs, you know, YouTube channels, et cetera. Are there a couple that you want to mention here?
1: Um, I would love for you to visit our YouTube channel, which is Fat Quarter Shop. That's our quilting channel. And then we have a Fat Quarter Shop Floss Tube, which is our cross stitch channel. So, whichever uh, craft you're into, that'd be great if you visited. And of course, we'd love for you to shop with us at Fat Quarter Shop. We do do an annual charity event every year. And this year, we have already raised $76,000 for Make A Wish. So, that's something that we always do and we're super proud of. And Um, This year's is called Serendipity and we're already working on the 2022 quilt. That's fantastic. If I had a little noisemaker, I'd I'd cheer right here. That's fantastic. (laughs) Good for you. Just confetti cannon.
0: Exactly, exactly. Just imagine it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me. It has been a real pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider taking a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. It really helps other listeners to find the show so they can hear these stories too. For information on the classes I offer or quilting services, please see my website stitchedbysusan.com. If you're a long arm quilter and looking for free hand tips, take advantage of the live and unscripted events hosted on my Facebook page and replayed on my YouTube channel, Stitched by Susan. And if pictures are your preference, check out my Pinterest galleries of edge-to-edge and custom quilting projects. These direct links can all be found in the show notes below. So until next time, may your sorrows be patched and your joys be quilted.